Once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. I'm going to start this time by naming some television characters, uh, all of which have something in common. What is that? They all make impulsive, oftentimes really bad, quick decisions. You ready? You have Tracy Jordan on 30 Rock, Michael Scott on The Office. Cosmo Kramer on Seinfeld, Sean Spencer on Psych, and Jake Peralta on Brooklyn 99. <laughs> Let's think about some examples here. For example, Tracy Jordan on 30 Rock impulsively did the robot walking backwards into a Starbucks while holding a dog that he had apparently stolen. <laughs> Michael Scott from The Office, no thought impulsively promises to pay the tuition for a class of kids at elementary school students. Well, when they're ready to graduate years later, he has to tell them there's no possible way that he could do that. Kramer on Seinfeld joins a karate class otherwise filled with children and starts throwing them around like rag dolls, <laughs> not even using anything that would even resemble a proper karate technique. Sean Spencer on Psych constantly makes dangerously impulsive decisions, like in every episode. And Jake Peralta on Brooklyn 99 does it too, as he desperately wants to play an action hero cop all the time without ever thinking about the consequences of his actions. Now, these are, are some pretty big, overblown examples of impulsivity, but I think on some level, we're all impulsive. Why is this? Well, the Choosing Therapy website says this. It says, impulsivity is defined as acting on the spur of the moment without any forethought or consideration of the consequences or outcomes. Impulsive behaviors range from small, harmless actions to highly dangerous behaviors and patterns that could even be fatal even if someone's not trying to harm themselves. It's often a facet of ADHD, as well as a few other mood and personality disorders. Now, not always, but it has been noted that some of these personality disorders or mood disorders are uh, attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, uh, intermittent explosive disorder, acute and post-traumatic stress disorder, mood disorders, personality disorders, and then especially when you throw substance abuse and addiction into the mix. But again, these are usually pretty drastic examples of being impulsive. One way that we may find ourselves affected in a day-to-day -day sense might be impulse buying. Now, it's funny. In looking for an article on how to stop this, like, you know, protect yourself from impulse buying, the first one I saw was one that encourages this because it's from the point of view of the store. <laughs> it's from a site called Shopify. And, and as you listen to this, listen to the tactics from their piece called 
tapping into shoppers' desires, how to encourage impulse buying in your store. It's pretty fascinating. One way is block placement, which includes placing related products close to each other. For example, putting the pens and the pencils near the notebooks. Yeah, it says block placement increases the possibility that shoppers will buy the other products that they didn't come in for as well. Something else, vertical placement, which involves showing items in a vertical display. Why? You can place popular products closer to the shopper's line of sight to attract them. Similarly, there's commercial placement, which refers to giving higher value products a better shelf position than the lower value ones. Listen to this. I'm going to read it directly from this article. Getting customers to make impulse buys isn't just about the products or where you put them. Your store employees are one of the most underutilized tools you have to encourage impulse purchases. So train your staff to make complimentary product suggestions on the floor and how to direct shopper attention to point of purchase displays. At the end of the day, real conversations and recommendations are the most effective ways to get your customers to make impulse purchases. Yikes. So for you and I in that store, do we stand a chance? Yes, we do. But you, like everyone else, didn't think about the candy bar until you saw it beside the register on the way out, right? So are there ways that we can help ourselves with these kinds of things? Well, one blog from a financial organization said this. It basically just gave some top topical points that could help us. Number one, go in with a budget and stick to that budget. Set aside a small fund only for non-essentials. Make a list when you walk into a store of what you need. Leave your credit cards behind. Write down what you normally buy impulsively. And then beware. Buy things when you have a clear head. Don't go grocery shopping when you're starving. Focus on your situation. Shop with a friend. Here's an interesting one. Unsubscribe from email newsletters. They may get you to think about buying things that you really don't want or don't need. And then a big one, of course, is to remember your goals. In other words, we have to think about choices just for that moment before we commit. And you know what? It can be done. Pop culture knows all about this, by the way. There's an entire book series called Confessions of a Shopaholic. I think this may help, though, in the long run. I know a person personally, whose name I will not say, who shops to fill a void. Now, I'm not being mean. I'm just being honest. There's a full-on empty space in her world. And so she attempts to fill that empty space with antiques and things for her house. Now, granted, shopping is a fun thing. It can be totally fun and exciting. But in this particular case, and a lot just like it, it goes way beyond that. See, she shops like some people drink too much or others overeat. It's a crutch that's never really replacing the real problem. 
And again, she, while I'm excited, while I'm citing her as an example here, she's by no means alone. Many people, this is the equation. They hurt, they buy. They even call it retail therapy. But but that helps the situation about as much as drinking does. The problems don't go anywhere. They're still there. You live in a beautifully arranged and decorated home with the same problems and often now with the debt that came along with the purchases. Look, my point in this is not to judge a person who may be dangerously impulsive, but I would recommend this. Find out why you are. See, it usually isn't just the adrenaline that comes with buying. I mean, that's there. But to be blunt, you can't buy back that missing piece of your heart. You can't buy fulfillment. You're only buying a distraction from that fulfillment. So let's close with this. Just like there's something that feels incredibly great about an impulse buy, there's also something just as great in not buying it and shortly thereafter realizing it wasn't something that you actually wanted or needed in the first place. We have once again arrived at the timeline refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. This time we have for you an impulsivity playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in refresher podcast dash impulsivity. So what are our 10 songs this time? They're good ones. Track number one is from a young artist that Prince really admired when he was alive. Her name is Esperanza Spaulding. And the song is called I Want It Now. Number two is a song called Hurry Up, Harry by Sham69. Number three from their Blackout record, it's the Scorpions with a song called Now. Number four, Hold On by Alabama Shakes. I interviewed their drummer at one point. He was a nice guy. Number five, Got to Choose by Kiss. Number six, More Hard Rock. Nope, it's not the Queen thing. It's I Want It All, I Want It Now by Black and Blue. Number seven, Killer, Killer, Killer Old Soul Track by Sam and Dave. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Number eight, Some Vintage Reggae by Justin Hines and the Dominoes called Carry Go Bring Home. Number nine, The Police, with No Time This Time. And number 10, The Allman Brothers Band with Ain't Wasting Time No More. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Impulsivity. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our demographics report shows that we now have more listeners in Sweden. Sweden loves this show, and we love Sweden. This time around in Gavelberg, Sweden. Welcome to Refresher. Uh, this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Uh, also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you're so inclined, that would be awesome. But whether you do or whether you don't, just feel free to listen and enjoy anytime. If you'd like to read some of my books or if you'd like to buy any merchandise involving Refresher, 
you can go to our website, which is refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. You can also learn about friends of the show there who we care about very much. That is www.refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. But until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a huge difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.